another edition of Timber's Field Report. I am Kyle Carvello, joined as always by Mr. Drew Olson. And later in the show, we're going to have a segment by Dan Stroud. Uh, I believe he's a member of the East Coast Platoon and a Philly uh, transplant, I guess. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Drew, how you doing? I'm good, dude. How are you? It's been a while. It's been a little bit. We've uh, we've had stuff to do. We've had lives to live, but uh, I'm not doing too bad. Yeah, the Timbers have been playing at home, which seems to always do good things for our record. So that's nice as well. No, we're, we're playing pretty good soccer right now. If I'm not mistaken, Rick, what a point or two outside of first, and we're playing Philly this weekend, and I think LA's got a bye. So we might got a got a breathing room if we can uh, if we can do what we got to do. I mean, the I'm of the opinion that the ta- just straight up points table is pretty much worthless if you're not look at, looking at points per game, just because there are teams I think like Chicago and what San Jose has only played 17 games yes. even after last night. Yep. Kansas City. I mean, Kansas City is really in second place in the Western Conference as far as points per game, which really is all that matters. Oh, fair. Um, fair enough. But yeah, but I mean, uh, you know, that's points in the bank, right? So, so you gotta appreciate that. And. uh you know, we'll see. I mean, obviously, we just, we're just come off a long stretch of home games that kind of what is make or break time for our season, and obviously did really well. But it'll be int- we really need to figure out how to get some results on the road because our last two in Salt Lake City and Los Angeles. Wait, 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 wait. What happened in LA? What are you talking about, Drew? <laughs> Actually, I literally didn't even watch the highlights. Did not watch that game. It was late on a weeknight. <laughs> Did we play LA? I was under the impression that LA just got three points for some reason, and the Timbers and LA just got a game added to their uh, the record. Yeah, I mean, effectively the same thing. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about more fun things. So this week, um, not only on Sunday did the USA and our girls Alex and Tobin win the World Cup, but soon thereafter, Captain Jack comes to salty dog. save the day. Salty dog, salty man. Salty dog does it with again. The, with the luckiest goal probably of his life. Mr. Miyagi would be uh, proud of it. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, otherwise a pretty solid performance is pretty much every every game at home for the last month or two What's, has what been. What is the last game we've we talked about? Probably before Colorado, I think was our last one, or right after. It was. Colorado. Yeah, I remember we talked about Colorado. Yeah, right after Colorado, I think. But we've done pretty well since then. We've had a, we had a nice little streak. We had our our new longest winning streak in uh, MLS history. It wasn't too shabby. Yeah, I mean, I think the the most encouraging thing is is the play of the team, right? Like it we, it has been. We've definitely started to we have that thing that Will Johnson kind of brought to the team, and we kind of have that mentality back. You know, we don't quite have our uh, our Diego Valeri that we know and love to his fullest potential at the moment, but I feel like we got that like never. Never say die mentality. Yeah, well, and I mean, I was calling for um, Belmar to be playing over Audi, I believe, in the last one, too. So it's nice to uh, see Audi score some goals. I'm still of the opinion, I think it was Eric Walcott had a really good article this week on Last uh, Word Sports about how the Timbers really should sell high on Audi. But here's the thing. If we get the new um, core player rule taken into place, which for... If those of you who have not paid any attention to it, Stumptown 40 has a pretty good article on it. But essentially, it's a it's a lower grade DP who couldn't make more than six hundred thousand. 
basically they're the league is carving out a spot so that the galaxy can sign Gio Dos Santos. Correct. But because Fernando ID is cheap enough, he would probably fall under that threshold, I believe, as well. And so Diego Valeri, because I'm pretty sure Diego Valeri is making six hundred thousand. If I'm not mistaken, I'd be a little off on that one, but um, maybe. But the point is, you could put somebody. The Timbers definitely have somebody available to put into that slot. Yeah. So I I mean, I'm still of the belief that Audi is not a DP quality. I don't care what what kind, what you want to label it. Well, here's my thing. I feel like we could do you obviously this summer if we have a core player slot. I mean, I don't get rid of him until we have someone lined up or already signed that's going to replace him. So it really depends on that. I mean, like, if we could... Honestly, I don't know that his stock is going to get any higher than it is right now because he seems to alternate between scoring two goals every game. That's what I mean. Like, if he keeps this up, I think... Well, I mean, I don't know. I I don't know that I would necessarily sell him within the league if you could avoid it, but... um, because I, I do know that there have been offers before there this recent streak. Um, I think down in Mexico, maybe some other places. I'm of the belief that they should sell him while his stock is high. I just maybe I'm just jaded and refuse to believe that I was so wrong last time we recorded this. But no, I'm not. I'm not convinced he should stay either. My thing is, I would like to let him stay in that core core player spot and let him finish out the year because his stock can only. I mean, his stock actually can go quite down. But you also have potential to make more money. And if you can bring another DP in, you're just minimizing your risk. I mean, if anything, Adi has shown, when he does score braces, they happen to be in very quick succession. He doesn't waste much time. He goes, you know, bang, bang. And that's fine. Yeah, it's true. Although I think it only only one game has a game where he scored a brace. Have both goals actually mattered? Like, they've all been, like, more than one goal games, I think, for the most part. Um, So... You know, it's nice when you score in bunches, but in a way it also means less when they're not decisive goals, right? Um, also, if you look at the number of games in which you scored in versus appearances and goals, doesn't I mean, it kind of makes – it brightens up the picture a little bit because, yes, his goal, his goal total is high for a Timbers player and, you know, right high in general, but he's only scored in like five games this season. Yeah. Um, but that said, I mean, if we want to give him some more plot, it's like – he also ha- is right up there as far as goals and assists. If you combine them per minute, I think he's in the top five or ten in the league just because he hasn't he doesn't play you know, he doesn't play as many minutes as a lot of those guys. So um, he's exceeded expectations in that sense. And hence why I, I would like to let him finish out the year. I, I don't mean unless we get you know a six figure offer and I'm pretty a nice six figure offer for him. I'm not under the impression we should sell him right away. Uh, yeah, I mean again, and like. I totally just think it depends on what kind of player we can bring in to replace. Him. I mean, and I would like, I, I think if we're going to bring, so I think even regardless, we're going to go for a big player, regardless if we, Adi's on the hot streak or not. I think we kind of are seeing the trend where we do not need a name for seats. We need a name for talent. You know, we need somebody who has experience playing in, you know, one of the top five leagues in Europe, not because he's going to put people in seats, but because no, he's good. I disagree. I, I, I totally disagree, disagree with you. I, you can disagree with me all you want. Why do we need someone that's played in Europe? Okay, well, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say Europe specifically. I mean somebody who's played in the top, you know, like Argentina, possibly Uruguay, Brazil. Okay. I mean, I mean, like, I, I just a top world league. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. I assume yeah. Europe because you have a bigger sample size and market in Europe than 
most other nations. Brazil, possibly, but... Fair enough, but, I mean, Valeria's... No, no, you're completely correct. But Valeria also played for Porto. So let's... Played is an exaggeration, but, yeah, he was on the squad. (laughs) Yes, he was. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. Um... I mean, I guess we should mention, too, that Mary Paulson tweeted some one of his typical cryptic tweets that there's a line, a move lined up soon that will be announced eventually, supposedly. Window so. opens on, what, the 7th or 8th? I don't know. It's, I feel like it's a different MLS, but whatever. It's, I would sometime this week. Yeah, it's soon. Uh, presumably, it's the, announce, the announcement that uh, Yarte is being signed to a... Ten-year contract or something. Multi-million dollars, of course. Why? Why yeah. wouldn't you sign into that kind of contract? He's our new DP. Uh, cool. So, uh, let's look ahead, unless you have anything else to add so far. But and, hold on, before we get too onto this, I think the way Caleb Porter has rotated the squad has really impressed me. Because I never felt since you know Will Johnson and Diego Blair have come back into the lineup, we've never lost much quality with our squad rotation. Especially at center back. You know, yeah, that's fair. I mean, especially if you compare it to Seattle, a team that lost two players and they just have fallen off a cliff. They were. Oh, I mean, they, they, were they had no scoring threat. I mean, they had, what, yeah. three shots on goal, if that? Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we, let's also, for a moment, that game was awesome. That was a <laughs> phenomenal game. That was a that was good great. day to be a soccer fan. Yeah, I watched that game twice, actually. Uh, yeah, that was phenomenal. Actually, one of my best buddies, uh, that was his first game at Providence Park, or since it was USL, so, since it was PG Park, so, it was a good, it was a good game to make his return. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was incredible. And... But, I mean, if you look at our squad rotation, and, you know, Borger's a little, but Paparato is not screwed up. Good for him. Yeah, he's played really well. I mean, he was unlucky to not get a goal against San Jose, and, um... I mean, you're right. Depth, it's something, in a way, that we were claiming for at the beginning of the season when we had all those injuries. But really, it's it's looking like one of our strengths right now, especially in the midfield. Now, again, if, like, Rudy or Adi get hurt uh, and we're stuck with one of those guys when they're cold, then that might be a different story. But um, it probably will burn the ears of many of the people hearing this. But, I mean, you got to credit Gavin for building a deep roster in that sense that uh, they'll be able to... You know, keep the squad rotation with a lot of games and a few injuries, and uh, still still get the results. Like I said, though, they need to figure out a way to get results on the road because obviously five zero in LA, and then that two zero game in RSL was a closer scoreline, but never really felt like we were in that. Like we were going to win that. I was I was I was hoping that we would take the Open Cup a little more seriously, especially with playing at altitude. That would go down a little bit sooner as opposed to the day before. Just to try to adjust to the like the altitude. I mean that's so hard though because they had a game three days before and it then is, three it games really, after. It is. It really sucks. Yeah. Because what you need to do is you need to say, oh, I need to sacrifice a week game to make this game important, and it's hard to do that, especially when we're gone on such a hot streak and you're kind of hoping that you might have a bit of luck going into RSL, especially because the way they've been playing wasn't fantastic. But I was hoping we would take it a bit seriously and or a bit more seriously, and sending a couple more people down just to kind of get acclimated. But it is what it is. We got bounced from the tournament. Or unfortunate, because I, I mean, I wanted a few people that love the Open Cup, and I want the Timbers to win it so badly. But uh, I can understand, you know, we're competitive in MLS, and, you know, once you get to the playoffs, it's a crapshoot anyway, so. Yeah, I'm with you. I really like the Open Cup, um, and I think it's really fun one. And unfortunately, not really any low-league teams did very well this year. 
Um, but uh, yeah, the Cosmos did all right. I followed the Cosmos a bit. They got uh, they lost the Red Bulls, but they beat um, NYC. Yeah, I mean I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, although what Adam Moffat is on the Cosmos now. He is. He's they have Raul. Who's still alive? Yep. Surprisingly. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, so let's look ahead. So next five games at Philadelphia this weekend, home against Vancouver, at Dallas, at Han- San Jose, home against Chicago, which is going to be a must-win, presuming the rest of these games are going to be a little bit more difficult, and then at RSL, which RSL is not a good team this year. No, they're not. But, they're, uh, this they're, is a building year for them. Yeah, but they're a good team against the Timbers every year, I feel like. Like, I don't know what it is. We just cannot beat them. Uh so yeah, I mean, I really think it's going to come down to that. Like a result this weekend would be really nice, just so we can come home, hopefully, uh, hopefully beat Vancouver if we want. If we, That's going to be an important game. If you look at the standings now, and I know they're playing next weekend as well. They were playing Chicago or some BS team, but uh, yeah, they lost to, to Colorado they? this weekend. Well, they did, yes, they did. But if uh, you know, if they can, uh, if they can drop another result and we can pick something up, that'd be fantastic. But then it's going to really come down to playing Vancouver at home. That would, that would be a pretty big deciding factor in where we stand for a couple of weeks. Yeah, and this is our second to last Cascadia game, I believe. Is it right? is. Cool. So, and I mean, we're, it's, we're not in a great place for that. But if we, if, we have four points, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, with an extra. A draw against uh, Vancouver. And, yeah, uh, we've played an extra game. So, um, yeah. It's going to be tough for us to win Cascadia, but I mean, that's all right. Uh, and then in Dallas, it's going to be really difficult. I pretty much never expect a game on the road in Dallas to ever result in a win. Unless Nagby takes yeah, over. Yeah, unless Nagby, yeah, good point. If, if Nagby decides he's going to he's gonna run the show for a little bit, it's not too bad of a time. We have won, we, we won last year in Dallas, the last game of the season. Yeah, that's true. We've, uh, we've gone down there for some good results. And already have someone lined up to join us who's from Dallas and is going to there. Uh, Perfect. Uh, which will be cool. But I, looking at the schedule too, if you look at the schedule from this point on, I feel like it's definitely the downhill part mm-hmm. of it. Because I thought we had a very tough first few months. Like I thought we got screwed with our, um, our scheduling. Yeah, it was definitely very difficult. Uh, I was looking at one, and uh, I think it was Chris Reifer. Of course, it's always Chris Reifer because he writes the best shit. But um, breaking down the schedules of all the teams that have played, and by his metric, the Timbers had played the hardest schedule of any team in the league, so... Um, no, I completely agree. I mean, that's why I'm kind of a little more confident going into the second half. Partially because Diego Valeria is coming back, but I feel like, we, you know, we get to breathe week in, week out, which is a little nice. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting, though, because we do have kind of a backloaded Eastern Conference schedule, looks like. September, it's Kansas City, New York, Columbus, and Kansas City again. So those are all winnable games, but you always prefer to be able to take points away from your the people you're going for playoff spots against. So that'll be something to worry about. It, but whatever, that's a long ways down the line. Um, anyway, uh, I think we're rambling. Any what else? Anything else you have to say? No, we can uh, we can kick it to our. Uh... Our chat with Dan. Yeah, uh, Dan uh, lives in Philadelphia. We talked to him on the phone. He's actually in New York right now. And, uh, yeah, I guess that's all we need to say. He's a pretty cool dude. All righty. All right, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you later. The key for San Jose's defenders is to follow their runners. The Larry 
Haaland. Fernandes had the chance. It's gone in anyway beyond the far post. And it's Jack Shrewsbury. How about that? Bingham finally beaten. And Portland just wouldn't give up. Jack Jewsbury has shown up at the end of the game and scored a game winner at Colorado, completely out of nowhere. And at the stroke, I mean, my goodness, the, how about that luck from Jack Jewsbury? It's hard to argue with the momentum the Timbers have had tonight. They haven't gotten three points in the past in these moments where they fought, clawed for 90-plus minutes. Tonight, they got three points, well-deserved, in their fifth home win. So now we are joined by Daniel Stroud, or Dan. Dan, how you doing? Pretty good. How are y'all? Not doing too shabby. So I guess we'll just kind of get into it. Uh, so Dan, you're from the uh, the Philadelphia area, is that correct? Yeah, well, actually from North Carolina, but I live in Philly now. Well, that's cool. How's that going for you? Uh, pretty good. Better city than I expected when I uh, when I moved there, to be honest. Ah, that's oh, glad to hear it. But you're also a Timbers fan, is that correct? That's very true. It'd be weird if you were on this podcast right? and weren't. Wouldn't make exactly. so much sense. Exactly. And, uh, conveniently, the uh, the Timbers are playing in Philadelphia this upcoming weekend. Yes, they are. Oh, would you look at that? So, Dan, tell us how you became a Timbers fan all the way on the East Coast. So, uh, I actually started out uh, and am still a big Carolina Railhawks fan down in uh, NASL. That's my, my hometown team. I used to live in Raleigh, had tickets, went to those games. And uh, one year I finally decided that the next season I was going to start following MLS. Uh, thought, you know, better better support the top league in the country. Um, I sure as hell wasn't pulling for D.C. United. <laughs> and I wasn't going to uh, pull for anyone else uh, sort of nearby out of spite for MLS not putting a team in the southeast. Uh, but the Timbers sure. always rolled in for second division games with, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 fans from all the way across the country. And the TA was was just awesome. I mean, they were... Great folks. They were loud. Uh, they supported the team. They were fun to hang out with in the parking lot. And uh, so when they made the jump to MLS that same year, I decided I was uh, I was going to get on there. And um, turned out my sister actually uh, a year or so later moved out to Oregon with AmeriCorps and then actually just graduated from the University of Oregon. I was out there for that. So uh, we wound up having some nice connections uh, out there to the Pacific Northwest. Can't argue with that, can you? No, no. So... Have you been into any uh, to any other away games in the past, and what's your uh, what's your away day record look like? I have uh, I've never actually uh, either in the second division or in MLS I've never seen the Timbers lose in person. Uh, I uh, I went to um, I think all I think I've been to all of the games in DC. Uh, hadn't been to Philly yet uh, to see the Timbers play, um, but uh, but I've been to all their DC games and then saw them play obviously back in uh, in North Carolina. Um, but yeah, so far uh, I, I've seen a few wins, seen a, a draw or two, uh, and got to see the the draw or the win against Houston over in uh, in Portland just a few weeks ago, which was oh, yeah, pretty awesome cool. too. Very cool. Definitely nothing like uh, nothing like being at Providence Park. That's for damn sure. No, no, that's the the North End was uh, it was insane. <laughs> you have uh, any uh, favorite memories or any? Yeah, the uh, one of the best games. Actually, it might be one of the best games of soccer I've ever seen. Even though the the 
the end didn't turn out the way we'd hoped. Uh, a couple of years ago, we, we were playing against DC and, and it got rained out and rescheduled for the, the very end of the season. I think there was maybe one or two games left after it. And uh, us and DC were both in a playoff run uh, or a, trying to get into the playoffs. And it was one of those games where if, if either team won, there was a pretty good chance they were going to make the playoffs. And uh, a draw or a loss would mean that team or both teams were out. Um, and they stuck us up in the, the top deck at RFK. We were the only people up there. Uh, the Oregon senator was sitting right behind me with his beer. And uh, <laughs> the um, the game was crazy. I mean, it was both teams went all out. They knew they needed a win. Uh, there were more shots, if I remember right. Uh, I think more shots recorded in that game than uh, in any other game in MLS history. Um, it was uh, it was wild, and it wound up uh, a draw. Both teams man- managed to miss the playoffs that year. Uh, but... It was a blast. We had a great time. I think that might have been my first away day in MLS. And uh, and even though the result wasn't awesome, it was one of the most exciting games of soccer I think I've ever seen. That's awesome you say that. That was uh, my first Timbers away game as well. Uh, so we probably, yeah, probably there. cheered when yeah. Kenny Cooper. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah, we probably cheered exactly. together when Kenny Cooper scored that goal. Yeah, God, that was um, a wild. That was a wild day. <laughs> It was insane, yeah, and it was, if I remember correctly, it was actually, like, pretty cold, and I might have even been raining it was miserable. that day, I think. Yeah, yeah. it was miserable. And, uh, it rained It rained through the game, which was funny, because it was already, yeah. we were playing that day because we'd been rained out earlier in the season. Right. But. I think that was, like, there was a, hur- that was the uh, hurricane came through or something like that, like, knocked over a bunch of trees and stuff, so they had to move the game. Yeah, uh, yep. Crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, they don't even allow people up no. to that upper deck. <laughs> Anymore for those for MLS games. Structurally MLS unsound time. or something like that. Yeah. It made me feel real good about Crazy. spending the whole game up there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people always like tweet pictures of chunks of concrete that fall down there. Bananas. I am surprised they're still using RFK Stadium. Like, I know they're getting a new one, but, like, if you go to our... I mean, I'm sure, Drew, you go there quite often, but, like, it's pretty sad to go to RFK Stadium these days. It is. I mean, the... Oh yeah, and especially when you're the only team up in the or like the only people up in the upper deck. I mean, it was like a 15 minute walk out of the stadium, and they didn't even have the lights on. It was. Oh yeah, <laughs> they they don't even I mean, turn the was... lights on. It's like totally dark. Yeah, it's like crazy. That's yeah, creepy. But... And it seems like pretty yeah. unsafe. It's it's wild. Well, in that stadium, I mean, like <laughs> it was open for the Redskins and the Diplomats back in like 1950. Yeah. Um, yep. Super old. Super old. Plus, in the dark, you can't see the raccoons sneaking <laughs> up on you. Yeah. Well. A little terrifying. In a way, it's better though, because when it's light out, they just don't care. They just walk around <laughs> anyway. But, uh, cool. Well, let's. Uh, so, thanks for telling us about us. Uh, let's jump over to Philly now. So, you said you lived in Philly about a year now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I got there. Uh, I got there beginning of July last year. You want to just like give us a quick rundown on like getting there, or like you know what you can say about Chester and you know anything. Interesting about uh, Philadelphia in itself. Yeah, Philadelphia is actually a, a great place to, to go watch soccer. Um, Chester is, uh, you know, Chester is Chester. Uh, you're not going <laughs> to hang out there afterwards. It's uh, it's not the nicest place on earth, and the stadium sort of sits alone right on the riverfront. But it's a gorgeous stadium. Uh, it's got a great great view, uh, pretty good atmosphere. Uh, nothing like Providence Park, but it's. Um, you know, the fans are still loud in spite of the fact that the union are generally terrible. Um, and the, it's, it's just a, it's a pretty good game day experience. It's, it's hard to uh, hard to beat on this side of, of the country in the East Conference. Um, uh, 
getting there is pretty easy. Uh, it's a nice, uh, nice easy hop. Um, right as, as you're about to go over the Commodore Berry Bridge, you exit basically right into the parking lots, uh, which is nice. And it's easy to get to from Center City, uh, though I would generally recommend driving rather than uh, taking SEPTA. You can take the, the train down, but it's um, you have to count on, on getting the shuttle from the stadium out like a mile and a half to the SEPTA stop, and it's just sort of a... Uh, a challenge to get in and out if you take take any route other than driving to get there. So if me and if like five of us that are coming up from DC we're thinking about doing an Uber, is that a stupid idea from where we're staying to uh if you I mean I think if you split it it'd probably be fine. I haven't Ubered from Center City. I live uh, I mean I live up in Northwest Philly, so um I drive because it would take me like three hours to get there by train. But uh, I think if you split it, it'd probably be all right. If you, are y'all staying in the center city? Yeah, well, we're just staying at some crush on someone's couch. I, 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 yeah, I feel like if we split the fare, right, it'll be twenty bucks each at the yeah, most. Yeah, it should it should be should be pretty reasonable. It won't be worse than parking. Exactly. Uh, cool. So what about so PPL Park? I've been there once before. Were you, uh, Dan? Were you at the uh, the last game in uh, Philadelphia? I wasn't. I wasn't actually there for that. Uh, well, it's epic now, but it goes down in history because there was also a rain delay. The yeah. Chant-off. Yeah, oh, I've like, heard. I've like heard. Chant-off. Halftime was like half an hour, 40 minutes because they didn't want to restart it. Zero, zero draw. I remember nothing about the game. Uh, it was a pretty uh, forgettable game, if I recall. I watched on TV and it was just, you know, ball going back and forth. No one really having quality chances. It was a... Well, we've been having a run of uh, of thunderstorm delayed games, or just playing through soaking rain for the last few weeks. So let's hope that we don't keep that up again. And actually, I just looked up the weather report, and it says chance of thunderstorms for <laughs> Saturday night. Good. Uh, yeah. All right. We can expect that. Um, cool. So as far as logistics go, I wanted to throw out there that the Timbers pregame is going to be in Lot C, which my understanding is pretty far from the stadium. Is that? Uh, yeah, it's it's a, a little bit of a hike, but it's really no worse than lot A. Uh, there are only three lots. One of them they pretty much paved yeah, over I to think that's practice where, I fields think, and then I think turned into we, like where we tailgated last time is like the training field now, right? Yeah, yeah, it's actually it's a pretty nice facility they just built, uh, so they didn't have to practice on the stadium grass anymore. But they, uh, yeah, they paved over most of lot B, and so it's uh, there's now a little bit of VIP parking left, but. Really, everybody else parks in lot A or lot C, and they're they're a little ways from the stadium, but it's you don't have to walk down the street. It's a nice protected walk in with everyone else, and, and pretty easy to get to and to and from the stadium from the parking lot. Cool, and I know that uh, we're planning to have a grill out there, and five dollars for a, a keg cup. We got some mirror pond. I don't know where they got it. That's coming in, and five dollars for a cup. Uh, all proceeds are going to the 107 IST, which is going to be pretty sweet. Um, and uh, hopefully we get three points, I guess. Yeah, got to keep the streak going. Well, I guess start well, a new actually, one. Actually, yeah. while we have you on here, you might as well be our Philly expert. What uh, what should uh, the Timbers be worried about or not worried about as far as the union go? Uh, I wish I could tell you. Um, <laughs> it depends. She, it, it, really de- it depends on who shows up. I mean, when Philly when Philly shows up and they've got uh, they've got the right lineup and their starters are healthy, they look like they're capable of running with anybody in the league. Uh, most of the time, they don't though, and um, their their days. I'm pretty sure a, a solid D two college team could take them. So uh, 
it, you know, they're if uh, if we keep uh, you know good def- defensive shape and keep disciplined on that, uh, they haven't been great at picking apart uh, the defense. Um, so I think that that would obviously be a big key. But you know, there's just no no telling the the. There's been so much rotation along the back line as to who's playing on what side or even who's playing that, uh, you know, until we see the lineup of, of guys that are all sort of pretty much would be bench players anywhere else, it's going to be hard to know what the weaknesses are or what the uh, the, the parts we should target are. Well, and, like, Marisa Du is playing center back, I think that was? The... Yes, he's not playing yeah. center back. Like, yeah, like, he... you know, kind of a striker at the World Cup eight years ago. Yeah, he, he hates yeah. it. He hates it. He's uh, he, he, I mean, really, he's more of a natural um, uh, defensive midfielder. But uh, with the injuries and the lack of depth and the fact that Philly uh, or Union ownership insists on signing expensive goalkeepers that don't play, um, <laughs> they, uh, he's he's sort of had to cover at center back. And and when when he's disciplined, that's a, a bad thing for visiting teams. Um, but a lot of times he gets frustrated and pushes way upfield and leaves leaves the Union vulnerable at the back. No, it's fair. And then what's up with um, what is his name? Uh, and needs to get there or the or the uh, uh, Venezuelan new guy? Yeah, um, that guy. Uh, I think it's Aristaguieta. I think is how it's said. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. He's I think uh, uh, I think he's actually still injured. He hasn't played the last few games. I don't know exactly uh, what's wrong. He's he's he seems to come in and he puts in a real good show, and then uh, after a game or two gets. You know, not a major injury, but enough to keep him out for a couple of weeks. Uh, he hasn't hasn't really been able to stay healthy this season. Um, he's good when he's on the field. Um, the problem is he, he doesn't have a lot of folks that are targeting him well. Uh, but he's sure. definitely he's definitely a threat when he's at full speed. Anybody else notable in that in that lineup? Uh, yeah, Christian Maidana, uh, Chaco Maidana. Sure. If he uh, he's sort of the um, yeah, same same kind of idea. If he's if he's having an on night and he's distributing the ball well, uh, that's really the attack flows almost completely through him. If he uh, if he's having an off night or he's not connecting passes or or whatever, uh, the union sort of don't know what to do with the ball. Is it fair to say if we put Diego Char on him and just let him go, would we be able to shut him down successfully? You know, I think so. Um, I think so. I think Chara can handle him. Uh, the only issue would be uh, Maidana's, you know, he's fast and he's a little shifty, and I wouldn't want Chara to get into foul trouble like Chara sometimes does. No, that's true. Uh, on that. Um, I mean, right I think that would work, guy. but, you know. Cool. Um, well, that's all, all the questions I have. Do you have anything else, Kyle? I don't know. Thanks for coming on, Dan. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no problem. Looking forward and to I'll seeing see everybody you, uh, at the game. Yeah, I'll see you on Saturday for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Well, uh, yeah. Let you go back to enjoying uh, the uh, the New York City weather. I'm sure you're enjoying so much. Yeah, it's actually <laughs> it's beautiful right now. I, I did not expect it. <laughs> I'm in. Awesome, man. See you Saturday. Yeah, y'all have a good, uh, good rest of the week. We'll see y'all then. You too, man. All right, bye. Bye. USA has an average two-inch height advantage over Japan. Played in short on the ground. Quick shot. Russell Holiday will strike, setting it low again, the flip from Johnston, loose, another goal, padded on again, 2-0 U.S. U.S. attacking now with numbers in white, Krieger setting in, intended for Morgan, Holiday, go, 3-0 U.S. But 
It's a fantastic start by the USA. Lloyd with Morgan streaking. She's chipping the goalkeeper. Off the post and in. Hat trick for Lloyd. Holiday's ready. Setting it in. Coyote took a swing. Got a piece. Brian pass. And welcome back. It's still me and Drew here. We haven't gone anywhere. So uh, I guess this is, uh, we'll be signing off for now. We will probably have another interview before the Dallas game, don't you think? Yeah, and uh, we'll try to put something together next week after Philadelphia. Maybe talk to somebody yeah. who, uh, who, f- who enjoyed the game. Besides myself. We're yeah. going to talk about you, Drew. Some, <laughs> somebody who actually matters. We always talk about me. Uh, so we'll be back. Like I said, we have someone lined up for the Dallas game, and uh, and then before you know it, it'll be Columbus, which will be another fun Timbers away day. Give us a five-star reading on iTunes and Stitcher and all that crap. You can follow us at TA Field Report. Shoot us an email at timbersfieldreport at gmail.com. And otherwise... Actually, I want to I wanna give a shout-out to the Portland Timbros. Because they have a new segment about know your supporter, and like they just interview people of uh, like in the TA, like various people. Give that a listen. Fantastic show. Yeah, it's good stuff. They're uh, doing some some good content. They make us look like scrubs. They do. They are they're quite talented gentlemen, yeah. and they drink. So you know, it's good times. Yeah. You go, bros. All right, so I think we're done. All right, peace out, good timbers. Have a good one. Bye. I forgot to mention, too, that uh, our streak of having birds in the background was continued there. It was. Just yeah. Yeah. noticed that.